Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris and I am so glad you've joined me again today. I have the great pleasure of being the CEO of 4i400, an e-commerce holding company that acquires, operates, and grows D2C brands. And this week, I am gonna let you in. I'm gonna do something slightly different than what I normally do. Uh, I tend to be pretty tactical numbers oriented on this show. I'm gonna give you sort of my biggest leadership lesson lately that has been affecting the way that I've been thinking a lot about what it means to work with my team, um, both to get the most out of them and to help them enjoy uh, their work and their lives at work as much as possible. I wouldn't say I'm awesome at this yet, but it's it's sort of the number one leadership thing that I've been thinking about recently. I hope it will be some help to you. So if you have been following our journey uh, at 4 400 if you've been following this podcast at all, uh, you know that I am typically talking to you about sort of the ins and outs of what's going on. I've been specifically focused on 31 bits lately. Um, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to push off some of that kind of thinking uh, here at the end of the year. I'm recording this um, on the Monday before Christmas. uh, And uh, and, uh, this will be my last episode of the year. So just so you know, a little programming note there that we will not be back next week. Give everybody a break um, to kind of have some downtime. And I will come into the year probably with a couple episodes firing right away. Um, I have a few ideas of things that I really want to talk about, um, but, I prob- but I'm going to start the year almost certainly with sort of an overview update of what we have decided to do with where 31 Bits came in in December, uh, kind of an update on where Genuine Canine is at. I haven't talked as much about that. Um, and, and give you a little sense of the ups and downs that we're experiencing right now and sort of how we decided to think about that as we wrap the year. I'm just not really there yet uh, for um, for this, for, for the end of the year. Like I just haven't quite done the analysis I need to do yet um, to, to really determine kind of what our next steps are going to be. So for those reasons, I'm going to wait on that and then we'll probably start sort of a new season type thing uh, to starting then. Um, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll give you, I've, I've really tried to track this uh, this section of this like series of podcasts, at least regularly referring back to 31 bits as sort of this anchor point in our story about whether or not we we're gonna be able to make this brand work. And the answer is I actually don't know yet. I, I told you, uh, I think a week ago, that that the answer isn't totally clear. And so we actually gonna have a hard decision there. So I don't know what the decision is gonna be about 31 bits, about whether or not we keep investing there or not, and how long and what we're gonna do. And I will let you in on all of that um, uh, in, a little, in a little bit. But like I said in the intro, what I wanted to do for a minute here is just take a second to reflect on something I've been thinking a lot about, and it's this. I've been thinking a lot about the concept of vision, and I've been watching this happen with our team. Um, I am a strong, you may have gathered, a strongly opinionated person. I have some experience now in D2C e-com strategy and and brand building and not, you know, there's lots of people with more experience than me. Um, But I have enough to now most, especially marketing things come across my desk as it were, um, or my Slack (laughs) account as it, uh, you know, as the case may be. And, uh, and I have an immediate opinion on whether or not I think it's a good idea. And, and even to the point now where I generally know, even if I don't think it's that good of an idea, like I, I can quickly estimate if I think the time investment relative to that idea is worth it for me to argue with. Like if somebody's going to take a month and do something that I think is a bad idea, uh, then I will challenge pretty hard most times. Um, and uh, and if I don't, uh, you know, if it's like, hey, this is going to take me a day or two to work on and, and we're going to try it. Well, then in that case, typically I'll just say like, go for it and I won't even worry about it, even if I'm convinced it won't work. 
Um, so I don't think I, my team, some of my teammates listen to this. If you are on my team and you're listening to this and you think of me as a micromanager type, would you please give me that feedback? I would be so grateful. I don't want to be that guy. Um, so I don't think I am. I don't think I'm like a micromanager type, but I have so many opinions of what's next and I have so many ideas of what to do next that I know one thing I can do is sometimes just throw those at somebody and expect them to carry them with them. This is actually a beyond a work principle, it's a life principle that happens. Like I'll have an idea for a friend of mine for what they should do or something in my church that we should do or like just any, you know, a million different things. And I'll say, you know, go do this, go do this because I've, because I've gone through the experience of thinking through the issue and I go like, you should believe the same thing as me here. It will make your life better. I think it comes from a good place. Um, I want people to have you know, the best possible life. And I want them to avoid pitfalls that I've maybe stepped in and, and whatever else. But, um, but here, here's what I have been realizing recently. And, and maybe to some of you, this is just so obvious, but it's been so helpful for me to think about. And it's this, it's that, um, sort of having vision for something is really important for doing that thing. Um, and, and what I mean by vision is just like, some level of conviction and often an idea in my mind of how this thing will play out and what it will look like when it's done, even though it hasn't happened yet. So sort of a a picture of the future that hasn't happened yet, that needs some things to, to be done for it to happen. Having some of that vision is really important to getting it done the way that I, that it should get done. Okay. Um, so uh, here's a really practical example. It's just super simple, straightforward e-commerce example. I have a very clear idea of a landing page I want to build for Bamboo Earth. It ha- I know exactly what I want the offer to be. I know exactly what I want the products to be. And I know most of what I want the angle to be, okay, in my mind. And if I try to go say to Vince, my director of growth, hey, Vince, go build a landing page with this offer. Um, he may do it, but if he does, First of all, it will come at the cost of something that he wants to do because, uh, you know, unless unless he's like convinced by it and sees it right away, okay, which I'll come back to that point in a second. Secondly, um, he probably won't be as excited about it and therefore the work is unlikely to be as good uh, because he's not excited about it. Uh, and third, he may not even train, like he may not even do the thing that I really want him to do and then I'll be frustrated also. So for all kinds of reasons, it, this just won't work very well. And... Uh, And that's because I have very specific vision in my mind for the thing that I want. And now the challenge for me as a leader is to decide how important that is, how convinced convinced I am of this picture, who should be responsible for carrying it out. If it's not me, then I have to be responsible for briefing that person or that team uh, clearly so that I can get the work that I want. I have to decide if it's worth the opportunity cost. I have to decide if I should supersede somebody else's vision. All these things come into play now that I have to do to make my vision into reality. And the challenge is that for uh, for any team of people working on something, especially experienced professionals who are good quality uh, employees in a, on a team, good quality team members, they also have vision for things. And if I... If I just am constantly imposing my vision on somebody else, then they will be frustrated. They will, if the results aren't good, then they will, tot- they will completely blame me and they will not be, 
they will think it's unfair for me to hold them accountable and they will probably be right. Uh, and, uh, and for me as a leader, I won't be able to hold them accountable, right? Uh, now I have not helped and often I haven't helped them grow. So this is the reality of how most leadership works. In particular, the higher up you go in leadership, the more vision is required of you. But that means that for me, as the senior most leader on my team, I then need to empower the people around me who have vision for something to carry out that vision instead of to step on their vision with my vision. And that is the constant temptation facing me. For one thing, that is not scalable also. Like, it really isn't. It's For me to constantly have vision for everything is just simply not scalable. Instead, my task is to come into any team situation, and this actually includes people who are who are not uh, as like quote unquote high ranking or whatever, and to pull vision out of them. And oftentimes the way that people who are um, less experienced grow in their experience and get better is by um, being let loose. This is certainly what happened with me when I was at Kalo. When I was at Kalo and I was a rookie media buyer, Taylor Holiday was my boss, and he was so good about this. He would allow me to go chase down ideas that I had and chase down vision that I had and allow me to be wrong. I mean, I spent thousands of dollars on just hundreds, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars at least on display ads, (laughs) direct media buys with some companies that were just terrible as an idea. And I, I mean, Maybe that was not a great idea. Like I think both of us didn't totally know how those were going to play out, and, and we're both learning from that. But there's just a million examples. It doesn't matter. Just a million examples of times like that. And the long-term benefit of that is now I am the guy I'm running a company that Taylor is a majority partner in, right? So like it's like ultimately, if you want to produce a development pathway for people in your organization to become the best that they can possibly be, to get paid the most that they can get paid, to um, contribute the most to the organization, you have got to challenge yourself to free them to go accomplish and bear out vision. And oftentimes that means challenging them to present the vision in a way that's compelling. That's actually part of it. So, I mean, I'm finding myself immediately wanting to say a million other things about this, but I'll, I'll, I'll restrain myself. I'll leave it mostly there. The, the basic point for myself that here's the like the little cue that I've been giving myself is that is to watch out for vision, to watch out for vision. I, I'm just I get into a team meeting right now and I'm trying to listen carefully for when a team member uh, for when a team member is expressing real vision for something versus when they're just kind of parroting ideas. If they have real vision, I'm trying to free them and I'm trying to, uh, you know, build the kinds of relationships with my team where, you know, for me, whether it's me or, or a different supervisor or a different project lead on something, you know, sort of key stakeholder in any uh, project, I'm trying to build the kinds of relationships where people are um, feel very free to share vision with one another and to have it um, critiqued and, and considered and shaped a little bit more because all of us do need that. All of us need feedback for sure. Uh, but I'm trying to make sure that vision for things goes forward and then freeing people and empowering people to make that happen. Uh, I find that I am also most likely to give people more growth and more opportunity the more they express those sorts of things. Um, And then in any case where I am the one with vision and I do want something very specific and I think it's time for me to go ahead and like come into that, then 
then, and, and to, to make that happen, then it is incumbent on me to brief people really clearly, essentially, to either, if it's a task I need done, to make it very clear what I need, very clear in a brief, um, or if I want them to share the vision, then I don't just need to tell them what my vision is, I need to actually convince them of it in a way where they have vision. I need to impute vision itself, not an outcome or whatever. Uh, and that's actually really different. Trying to convince people of something, or telling somebody to do something is very different than getting somebody to believe in something. Um, and 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 those are uh, two really different challenges. So yeah, so that's the thing. Keep an eye out for vision. For yourself, know when you're experiencing it, try to be able to weigh it in yourself, and then with teammates, um, and I mean, that can be agency partners, that can be <laughs> friends. Like I said, this goes, I think, in my view, I'm starting to think about this well beyond work. Um, a little bit of life advice that maybe will be some help, I don't know. Uh, it's not what you're paying me for, I know. Um, so, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, to, to constantly be on the lookout for vision and then to try to really empower, encourage, champion, help shape, do all the things that make it so that as somebody has vision, um, you are a teammate to them that makes it better. Uh, having a team full of people with vision, if you can create great process to make it happen, is the dream. It's the scalable reality. It's the way that you build leaders and not just task uh, executors and, uh, and, and um, ends up being potentially the way you can really build an organization. It's not easy, uh, but it's crucial. Okay, so there it is, my like full-on leadership guru podcast episode. I, it's really not my go-to normally, but it's been so pressing and so on my mind recently that I just um, wanted to share it as the year wraps up. There's some actually super exciting stuff happening for 4400 right now. There's some really challenging stuff. Like I said, uh, we'll take next week off. Um, and then, uh, and then the week after that, we'll come back at it. Um, hey, I do want to say a real uh, particular thanks as we wrap up the year of podcasts here. Um, you, um, at this point now, people have potentially been with me for a whole year. Uh, and that's, it's been a crazy year for me. I got named CEO of 4 400 um, uh, just almost exactly a year ago at this point. And uh, it's been a stressful journey for me. It's been... Um, invigorating. I mean, I've done so many things wrong. It's really clear. And I'm not just saying that. I know it's kind of a thing on this podcast to try to be honest about things, but there, I mean, just look, it's my first year as a CEO. I'm green at it. I'm really aware of that. And, uh, and so there's just a lot of that stuff that, uh, is, is clear to me. Um, but I am so deeply thankful for teammates who have, um, uh, put trust in me, who have shaped things, who have given me feedback, who have, um, who have, uh, have been critical at times. Like it's just all that stuff is so helpful. Um, and for you as listeners who have been on this journey in some way with me, I really do appreciate your time so much. Thank you. Um, if you want to say thanks, give us a rating and review. Otherwise, let me just say uh, Merry Christmas to you. Um, I, uh, happy Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating, of course. Happy holidays to you. Um, and uh, I hope that over this time that you're able to take a deep breath, have, uh, have a break, uh, and just... Um, just enjoy the time with family and friends, coronavirus allowing where possible. Uh, thank you. Thank you again for being with me this year. Um, and let me, by the way, just also quickly note that uh, there's a team of people who are involved with making this happen all the time, particularly Aaron Orendorf, Corey Hamilton, Riley Roberts. I um, really am grateful for the three of you. 
um, and anybody else in your team is doing this, uh, like just the fact that I get to stand in front of a microphone, talk, and then it becomes something somewhere and it gets promoted somewhere, uh, just makes the whole thing a lot more fun for me because I like talking. Um, and you guys just do a killer job. So I do appreciate all of you as well. Um, thanks. Thanks very much. I hope you've had a great year.